What is up, everybody? This is Mrs. Ford with your favorite podcast, maybe your only podcast, English Teacher Radio. Um, I got a good show for us tonight. We're going to talk about my day, my silver lining. We're going to chat a little bit about the content and then do everybody's favorite part of the show, shout outs. A lot of people to shout out tonight. Um, okay guys, I hope everybody's doing well. Oh, we got to see what time it is. Um, Tuesday, 8.30 PM. Tuesday, I think I want to say the 24th. Yeah. Tuesday, March 24th, 8.30 PM. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, okay. First things first, what did I do today? Well, pretty standard. Oh, you know what? No pancakes. Funny thing. We're actually out of pancake mix and like, I don't know about you guys, but suddenly going to the store has become such a complicated issue in our house because I don't want to go when it's crowded. I tried about a million different home delivery sites today. None of them could get my groceries delivered in the next four days. Sorry, I really had to take a sip of water. Um, And then when you do go to the store, they're like out of stuff. So you have to go to another store, which I don't want to do. So anyway, we're out of pancakes. And I told my daughter, you just got to wait. So hopefully I'll pick up some pancakes tomorrow morning if I go to the store because I think I'm going to go first thing in the morning. Um, So yeah, the normal stuff, homeschool to preschooler. Tomorrow, my four-year-old daughter has a Zoom meeting at nine o'clock in the morning, which is the most hilarious, ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And um, she's going to be on a Zoom meeting with her entire, entire class. How funny is that? Um, Went for a long walk today. Um, what else did we do? Cook dinner. You know, guys, here's the thing. All the days are starting to feel the same. And I don't know if you're going through that also. And I really do. Like, I don't know what to do with that statement, right? Like, I love my life. I love my family. We live in a really adorable, cozy house. But it is kind of an odd fact when the days are all the same. And I mean, I know I had a a job, you know, I was obviously, you guys know I was a teacher, but like no two days ever felt the same. We were always doing like something new or people were saying crazy stuff all the time. But now it is kind of an odd feeling. Um, I'm hoping it's warm tomorrow and I can spend a little more time outside. And once it warms up, I think we'll all feel a little better. But yeah. What do you do with that, guys? Tell me what you do with that piece of information that all your days feel the same. Okay, my silver lining of the day. Oh, and this is actually something that made the day feel not not like every other day. I don't know about you, but the coronavirus has really, f- not forced me, but it has made me reconnect with a, a lot of people out there um, that I knew like in high school, my friends from college. I did a Zoom meeting with my college friends last Friday. And um, one of my really good friends, we were super close in college. And then, you know, after college, people move. Um, But anyway, one of my really good friends, she's a nurse. And uh, I hadn't talked to her in so long. She lives in Lexington, Kentucky. Her name's Karen. And so on Instagram last night, I was like, hey, we have to talk. She's like, yeah, I'll, I'll FaceTime you. So I FaceTimed her in the middle of the day today, which was great. I couldn't have done that if I was at school. But um, she's a nurse in Lexington, Kentucky, and she works in the ICU unit in the pulmonary, on like the pulmonary ICU floor. She said she's, they're like one of the biggest hospitals in, I don't know. Anyway, 
excuse me, I really had to yawn. And I, I know that that's like probably horrible podcasting etiquette, but I was up a lot last night with my baby. So anyway, anyway, so she was on the, um, she's on the ICU pulmonary. I had to ask. So if you don't know what that means, that's okay. But it means lungs. So I was like, Karen, like what is happening? She said, there are no COVID-19 patients in her ICU. And I said, just wait, they're coming. Um, I don't know why, but it really hasn't hit them. Like it's hit us. And we talked a little bit about it. And I, I said, I'm going to call you in a week and you're going to be in the thick of it. But, um, I know that I know all of you guys out there have someone who's connected to this. Either you have a friend or a family member who works in the medical field, or you have a friend or a family member who, um, has an immunocompromised, who's immunocompromised or has, you know, an immune system that's not as strong as some of us, or maybe you have an elderly person in your life who does not do well when they're isolated, but you know, we're all really deeply impacted by this in all sorts of ways. Of course, what I'm trying to get at is the silver lining is it's like really forcing all of us or inviting all of us to reconnect with these people in our lives who we, you know, probably haven't thought about in a long time. So I was really happy to talk to her we talked forever. And then, um, you know, I said, I got, I'm going to call you in a week to see how to check in with you and see what your floor looks like. The one thing she did say was on her ICU, oh, another guy. Oh. on her ICU floor, she said, Natalie, we have 50 ICU beds. She said they are always full. Like you, you would never see an empty bed on her floor. And I said to her, yeah, Karen, that's the problem in a week you're, you're not going to have room for people. So, um, yeah, really forcing me to reconnect with some totally awesome, special people in my life. And that's a good thing. Um, okay guys, let's talk about content. So I posted a screencastify video today to AP lit, um, Google classroom about the updates from college board. And then when I hopped on my computer tonight, I got another email from them and the email was about how there are these free courses that you can take. And that should be on the page that I posted in the Screencastify video. And I made a new folder in Classroom that says AP Lit Exam. So if you're if you're taking the exam and you haven't heard the update or read about it on your own, I am here with the update. So go take a look at it. The exam is going to be 45 minutes administered from home. And they are releasing more details about each individual exam on April 3rd. In the meantime, they're offering these like free courses. Um, so go check them out if that's something that interests you. Um, another thing that I want to talk about, oh, the journals. You guys, if you, if, if you posted a journal, thank you so much. All of them are amazing. I mean, I can't even tell you, I was reading through them this afternoon. I was, I mean, they, you guys are bringing all the emotions. Some people's journals are just very sad and, you know, very emotional for all sorts of reasons that I'm not going to get into. Other people wrote journals. I was laughing so hard. I was in tears and I just really want to encourage you, like whatever you want to bring to the journal space, bring it. Um, if you haven't posted a journal, I would highly encourage you to post a journal. The ones that I read today were all amazing in their own way. And I don't know if I got through everybody today, but no, you know what? I know I didn't, but I'm, I'm starting to, um, if you posted a rough draft or if you turned in a rough draft, 
Um, you're going to have to just give me a little bit of time. I still am grading research essays from English 11 and I'm almost done, but I have to get those done by Friday. So I'm going to be slowly but surely moving through everything. But hey, we've got time, right guys? <laughs> okay. That's just an FYI. The journals were amazing. You guys, I mean, they were just amazing to read. I, I absolutely love this assignment and I wish in retrospect, I would offer more of these assignments throughout the school year just to have kids talk, like using their normal voice, but talking, you know, while writing. It was, they were just all awesome to read. Okay. So tomorrow on the pod, I'm going to be discussing the first three chapters of Things Fall Apart. And if you haven't read it or you haven't started it, I just wanted to, to chat a little bit tonight about the specifics. So I'm going to read here for you guys just the first paragraph of chapter one, okay? If you've already started, that's okay. You can hear it again, but I'm just going to read it. And there's a couple of things I want to talk about for people who have started it or for people who are about to start it. So here we go. Part one, chapter one. Okonkwo was well known throughout the nine villages and even beyond. His fame rested on solid personal achievements. As a young man of 18, he had brought honor to his village by throwing Amalinzi the cat. Amalinzi was the great wrestler who for seven years was unbeaten from Umofia to Mabeno. He was called the cat because his back would never touch the earth. It was this man that Okonkwo threw in a fight, which the old men agreed was one of the fiercest since the founder of their town engaged a spirit of the wild for seven days and seven nights. Okay. So a couple things I want to, I want to talk about. Number one is our main character's name is Okonkwo and you're going to get to know Okonkwo really well. The second thing that you're going to notice pretty quickly in this book is that you will not be able to pronounce the names of most characters <clears throat> in most of the names of the villages. There's a bunch of villages, but two become really important. And that's okay. Like, you know, I would suggest that you sort of force yourself to pronounce it a certain way in your head as you read, and then just keep pronouncing it that way. But students will always say, I can't keep track of any of the characters because their names are, you know, these names are so confusing. And that's okay, guys, we can still do it. Um, if you were in my class this week, I would have all of us make a bookmark where we record the name of the character and their role in the story. Um, a lot of the characters' names are going to start with a letter E, and what you're going to see is that there's a lot of um, like consonant clusters that are unfamiliar to our language. Like there's this village called Mabeno. Like we don't put an M and a B together, um, and if we spoke a different language, it would probably sound a lot better. But just know that you're going to come across names you've never heard of, names you might not know how to pronounce. You're also going to come across traditions that you've never heard of or traditions that you're unfamiliar with. And you're also going to come across words that you're unfamiliar with. If you want to know, there is a glossary in the very end of common Igbo words and phrases that get used in the book. And that's what we're in. We're going to be in an Igbo village the whole time. Something that Achebe does that I actually really appreciate is that he doesn't talk to you, the reader, as if you're an outsider. He talks to the, you, the reader, as if someone just dropped you in the middle of the village and you have to really like put things together as you read. And I like that. That's exactly why we're here. That's why we're in the book. We want to know what it feels like to be in this world, not 
a tourist of this world or an outsider looking in. We want to know what it's like to be in this world. So he's going to talk to you like you know all this, right? He's not going to be like, okay, so it's a tradition in the villages. Their sport is wrestling, right? No, he's not going to talk to you like that. You have to put things together as you read. And that might be frustrating for you, but I'm certain that he did that on purpose. So you can hear just in the opening paragraph, again, the sentence structures are super simple, right? Compared to Heart of Darkness. But the thing that's going to throw people in this book are going to be the names. And um, there's just going to be a lot of words and customs and traditions that you're unfamiliar with. And like I said, that's okay, guys. That's why we're here. That's why we're learning all about this. Um, I know I said this yesterday, but the first three chapters are pretty short. And they're going to they're gonna move right along. I'm going to post questions tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, before any of you wake up. Um, and those will be in classroom. And I would encourage you to, you can do the questions on your own and turn them in. You can FaceTime a friend and talk about the first three chapters. You can tell whoever you live with about the book that you're reading. Um, I just want to give you, like, what we're missing is the class discussion. That's what we're missing. So when I post the questions, you are free to write out the answers you are free to FaceTime with an AP Lit friend and discuss the questions and the answers. Um, you are free to have someone in your home read the book with you or talk to you about the book. Um, but we're just trying to replicate the discussion. And as you guys know, if you do do the questions, that's great. Um, I'll give you feedback on them, but you know it can't be. It's not going to be for a grade, and there is not going to be a deadline. So if you wake up in the morning and you check Google Classroom, you think, oh my God, I have to read this today. This is really stressing me out. That's not how this works. You can always listen to this pod, you know, tomorrow's podcast the next night or not listen to it all until you finish the reading. Um, but I'm going to start with one through three tomorrow. I think the biggest thing that I'm going to do or try to keep track of after we start the book is like, I'm going to want to know what are your questions. Um, that's my biggest concern is not being when I'm not there for you as a teacher, like I need to be there to answer your questions. So I'll figure out a way for us to do that, whether it's a Google form or um, something that I put in, maybe it's a document that we all update or populate every day. I want to know your questions about the chapters. Okay. Um, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Shout outs. Guys, I posed a question on Instagram today and some people replied I posted a picture of Tatum and I every every day at three o'clock. Like three o'clock, we're in between lunch and dinner. So instead of Tatum, like I'm hungry, I just make um, this. I have this really cute like plate that my friend got me, and every day on the nice plate, I put like apples, bananas, cheese. That's key, guys. Um, I take a piece of toast, take a piece of bread. I toast it. I put butter on it, and I like set set it out like an appetizer, and I call it crudité, which is the French word for um, like you know raw vegetables. And so I'll be like Tatum, we're having crudité, and she thinks it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, this this strategy doesn't really work with my twelve year old who just knows that I'm tricking her into eating something healthy. He goes straight for the chips. Um, okay, so I said to people, what is your favorite go to snack? Let's read the responses. Ali Bonello said toasted Cheez-Its. I have a question. Are there is there a difference between Cheez-Its and toasted Cheez-Its? I was confused. I'm a Cheez-Its fan, but have I been eating toasted Cheez-Its all along? I don't know. Leah Levs says cucumbers, if she's feeling healthy, um, or goldfish. I'm down for both of those. 
Um, this person who also follows me on Instagram, Stephanie, says M&M's. Um, Kenzie Hamilton says toast. You can never go wrong. Mrs. Sandvit says cinnamon and sugar toast. And Griffin, her son, <clears throat> is big on Vel- Velveeta. That's a Costco thing, I think. Crackers dipped in applesauce. Seamus says raisin bran. It's like an unhealthy addiction. And then Skylar said, everyone is commenting healthy stuff. I made a cake and ate it. Yes, Skylar. I live that life. Thank you so much. Mr. Malash says, tortilla tortilla chips, they are my Achilles heel. So shout out to everybody who responded to my Instagram question today. Um, I'd also like to shout out a couple people that reached out to me. Leah sent me a great tutorial on Instagram. I'm going to experiment tonight. Um, CJ heard from CJ. So pumped for you, CJ. Um, let's see who else. I think that's it. Oh, um, Dahlia just emailed me. I have to figure something out. Hey guys, can you do me a favor? If the, um, if you can't ask, if you cannot access the PBS video, will you email me or post or like DM me or something? That would be great. Okay, guys. I think that's it. Um, I love you very much. Make sure that you're doing something to keep your mind sharp around around town. Get some fresh air. It sounds like a lot of you are getting fresh air. Um, one day at a time. That's all we can do. I'll be back on tomorrow night to talk about chapters one through three of Things Fall Apart. I hope you're doing well. I love you guys very much. Thanks for listening.